So our final segment is This Week in Quotes, uh, a review of some of the more attention-grabbing comments uh, made here in Korea throughout the week. Uh, pleased to have joining us uh, the business and sports editor of Korea, c h u a n g Daily, Jim Bully, here in the studio. Hello to you, sir. Good morning. We're going to start with a uh, quite controversial uh, quote by a, a father of who uh, is now widely considered in Korea a notorious criminal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll start with the quote. Extradition would be too harsh in terms of protecting Korean nationals. I beg the Korean prosecution to indict him for money laundering so he can be heavily punished in Korea. Now, that's the father of 24-year-old Song Jong-woo, who ran Welcome to Video, believed to be the largest child pornography site on the dark web. Mm. The father is appealing in a petition to the courts and the justice Ministry. So the elder son um, is arguing that if Korea accepts an extradition request from the United States for his son, he says that it would be too harsh to extradite son and that he would be sentenced to at least 50 years in jail in the US. Right. And so I think it wouldn't be a surprise to expect that public reaction to the father's comments uh, would not be very positive in terms of or sympathetic. Uh, you can... In, it, sympathize with a a father's uh, desire to want to make sure his son is perhaps uh, not being treated as harshly. However, uh, this is a situation where when when you deal with crimes as horrific as as child pornography, it's hard to kind of, (laughs) it's hard to kind of generate a lot of uh, feelings of, well, uh, the father has a point, especially with the anger that perhaps the the sentence he received here in Korea was deemed to be a bit more lenient, and the uh, penal system in the U.S. would certainly uh, probably prosecute him a bit more harshly. Yeah, absolutely. That kind of compounds the issue, is this general opinion, internationally but also in Korea, that that the law is fairly lax when it comes to to this sort of crime. So Son has already completed a prison term in a... in Korea. He completed prison term on Monday of just 18 months for trafficking child pornography. And obviously 18 months to a lot of people sounds sounds almost shockingly short um, for for that sort of crime. I mean, the website in question contained more than 250,000 videos amounting to around 8 terabytes of data, making it, according to the US Justice Department, the largest child sexual exploitation market by volume of content anywhere ever. Um, and 18 months then as the punishment for that is, is, you know, a difficult thing for a lot of people to swallow. So the U.S. Depart- Department of Justice has requested the extradition last year. A U.S. federal grand jury in 2018 indicted Son on nine charges, including producing, advertising, distributing child pornography, as well as conspiracy and money laundering. And now the Seoul, now that Son has completed his 18-month sentence here in Korea, the Seoul court is considering whether to to follow that extradition request. And so there is a sense of justice not being done. And so perhaps uh, the desire to see uh, justice done by sending Son to the U.S. where uh, he would be expected to receive a much harsher uh, prison sentence and uh, maybe perhaps uh, be in a condition that uh, he would be uh, not necessarily uh, well treated, which I guess is a bit of schadenfreude uh, in terms of what people desire, but uh, the counter-argument or the counter-criticism would be maybe reforming the uh, sentencing guidelines here in Korea for these criminals would actually uh, then perhaps preclude the need to actually send him overseas. Yeah, absolutely. And there is also a double jeopardy factor here. You can't be punished for the same crime twice. Um, He's already served a prison term, whatever your opinion on how long that prison term was, he has already served a term for that crime. So the Seoul High Court can now only consider a money laundering charge. Mm. Um, which he's also um, up on. So they can only look at that one charge when considering this extradition request. So how that's going to play out actually is is pretty unclear. Let's turn to our next quote then here, Uh, Jim. This is by uh, one of the more prominent uh, prominent politicians of Korea. 
Yeah, so this is Anne Chol Su, leader of the People's Party and perennial presidential candidate. When a Conservative Party is in power and I criticise the opposition, then I'm labelled a liberal. And in the current structure, when I criticise the government, people call me conservative. I'm part of the opposition camp. I never said I'm conservative. <laughs> He has been uh, considered to be, uh, I guess, a centrist, but uh, the criticism leveled at him has been his uh, sort of murky or ambiguous stance on a lot of the issues when people would like to have him maybe be a little bit more on the record uh, on what he supports or not supports. And so he doesn't want to be labeled a conservative right now because that seems to be the direction a lot of people are trying to put him in. And uh, he certainly does not seem to want that label. And he didn't want that label uh, of being a progressive when uh, the the Democratic Party was in the opposition at the time. The question was, his party performed perhaps a little bit... uh, uh, Less successfully than some people had expected in the lead up to the uh, general elections uh, to uh, elect National Assembly seats. And he had a bit of an explainer for that. Yeah. So this criticism of Anna's kind of a little bit wishy-washy, maybe a little bit flip-floppy, has always been there um, since since he's been in politics for the last 10 years. Uh, He is trying to clarify that his position as an opposition party is to oppose a government and in doing so he'll work with the people the people's party will willingly work with the opposition united future party they'll willingly work with the ruling democratic party they're a centrist party who work with whoever's opinions agree with them um but they won't they're not a conservative party in in the classical sense um and then he's also sort of been defending the performance in the election which he somewhat controversially campaigned by running a marathon across Mm -hmm. the country um he's defending his marathon uh well, it's not a marathon. It's a lot longer than a marathon. He said the reason he ran across the country during the election was because he had no other way of campaigning. Okay. The People's Party was only running um, candidates in the proportional representation seat. So there wasn't a place to hang up banners, give speeches, um, grandstand. So uh, obviously running across the country was the was the best way he could think of to drum up wider awareness. Yeah, Uh it was interesting in the sense that the uh, approval ratings for him and the party had actually been at its peak when he was actually volunteering his uh, medical services uh, to the yeah. people in Tegu. And so there was a school of thought that perhaps if he had just continued to do that, uh, it might have been a bit more successful than uh, engaging in that uh, uh, marathon. Yeah, absolutely. And th- this is kind of a, a, a token of, of Anne's political career in that he he builds up support in some way and then tends to manage to do something that kind of just slips it off and there's a sense that if he does things that are not political he he tends to come off a bit more appealing than when he's actually right actually uh, and he of course has multiple successful careers in different fields before politics came along all right our final story here uh, on a lighter note uh, we've been talking about baseball in our previous uh, segment an interesting quote from a uh, a fan in the u.s yeah so this is a, a tweet Living in North Carolina and dinosaurs are awesome. Of course, I'm rooting for the NC Dinos in the KBO to win the title. Mm. Now, this is one of obviously thousands, tens of thousands of uh, comments from U.S. baseball fans discovering Korean baseball. But this uh, NC Dinos connection is kind of interesting um, for the NC Dinos. The Changwon team has picked up a lot of fans from North Carolina. Due in part to its NC initials. I suppose if you're looking for a new team in a league you know nothing about, then anything's going to do it. Um, The state also has a connection with dinosaurs. A lot of fossils have been dug up there. And the Dinos D 
emblem is very similar to local AAA club, the Durham Bulls in North Carolina, who have come out publicly in support of the Dinos as well. Uh, this is just one of a lot of examples we've seen after the opening games on Tuesday um, of of teams getting support from America in different ways. Obviously, there are there have been some very high profile KBO returnees to the majors um, in the last few years: Josh Lindblom, Darren Ruff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Eric Thames as well. And those guys have been out kind of drumming up support for their teams, their previous teams, um, and appearing on ESPN and that kind of thing. But you've also seen a lot of people turning to Samsung because they've heard of it. A lot of people turning to NC because they did well, to LG. Like mm-hmm. the teams that performed well on the first day especially have uh, have picked up some core support. So it's quite interesting just to see how how sort of U.S. support is falling in, into the KBO. Yeah, and uh, I know some Some teams have uh, similar nicknames. So uh, Minnesota Twins fans have been uh, kind of uh, moving towards the LG Twins. Uh, yeah, San Francisco exactly. Giants have been uh, talking about the, the Lotte Giants as well. Uh, you're a sports editor. Uh, I've also worked with uh, Kang Yudim uh, uh, on yeah. radio as well. Have you also uh, noticed a, a bit of an uptick, whether it's in clicks or uh, just uh, yeah. inquiries from the U.S. on this? Definitely. A huge increase, especially in the weeks leading up to the start of the season. Um, the, the number of sort of... of Uh, interactions with our social media um, and and things like that that are related to the KBO has increased dramatically. Stories as well. I mean, it's really a shame the circumstances that are causing this and also the fact that the thing that makes the KBO so great and different, you talked in the previous show how it's not an, an MLB uh, level league, but it's a completely different environment. I often, when I'm talking in, on on US media, I like to talk about how In, in the US, baseball is like church. It's a sacred place. <laughs> in Korea, baseball is a nightclub. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. a party. And it's a shame that people can't experience that, that, as that whole side of it. Although they do have the cheerleaders performing for seemingly just for occasional five-second shots on, right, right. on TV. But hopefully people who become fans now will realize how much fun the KBO is and then stick with it when, yeah. when sort of the season takes off properly. Well, hopefully we can uh, talk about that next week as well. Jim, thanks again and have a good weekend. Thank you. Well, that's going to do it for us as well. Uh, our Producers are Kang Jin-soo and Kim Jae-san. Our writers are Choi Kyung-mi, Oh Ah-jin, and Song Eun-ji. Coming up next, we have Life Abroad, hosted by Na Seung-yeon. Thank you for joining us uh, throughout this week. Uh, this morning, we'll be back Monday at 7 a.m. We hope you have a great weekend. Until then, this has been Henry Shin. Goodbye.